So today we're gonna to teach you how to get the most money in your pocket from your property sale with a couple negotiation tips. It matters to you likely because everybody likes making more money. You may be a real estate agent looking to learn how to do the business properly. Maybe you're a seller that's gonna put a sign up out front themselves and try and go that route. Or maybe you're one of our clients just making sure that I know what I'm talking about. Either way, we want to help our community as much as we can. My name is Justin Conical from Prime Real Estate. We have an amazing team of realtors here. I am one of many and we do come together as a collective so that we can bring you the value and the goods. So a lot of these strategies we have built over the years. So hopefully it helps. Let's get right into it. So. In the first episode in this series, if you go a couple of episodes back, we talked about the market conditions and how that impacts your sale and being prepared for that. Then we spoke to the condition of your property. Yesterday we talked about pricing, which is the most important thing, but the negotiation of your property sale and how you handle contracts and getting buyers or sellers in can literally mean tens of thousands of dollars difference in what you end up with at the end of the day. One of the biggest myths in real estate is that the market sets the price. You can hire me or Uncle Jimmy or whatever and if you are running your numbers based on everybody getting the same result, that's your first mistake. So let's pretend you hired me or you hired somebody that is well trained in negotiations and they're going through a sales process. We've established price, it's staged, it's ready to go. There's a wide variety of difference that you see out there in the industry. Some people just put it on MLS and hope for the best. Other people will say, hey, we priced really aggressively, we're expecting multiple offers, let's hold offers for a week and let's get everybody to the table. But even when people are doing that, they tend to miss the mark because they maybe set an offer date, but they don't really send out any instructions to the other agents. So for the agents that are watching this video, make sure you have a very concise list so that the other agents that are showing your property can educate their buyers on when you're reviewing offers, are you gonna allow revisions? What are you gonna do if two offers are the exact same? All of these things matter and if two offers are the exact same, how much time are you gonna give them so that they can revise their offer? If the other agents are preparing their buyers properly, what happens is those buyers are in a better position to say, you know what, I'll come up $15,000 on my offer. And that's how you see these record prices getting set. Now I did wanna point out, the reason that it happens this way is most people that do their business a lot understand the intricacies of those sales and preparing and educating your buyers and sellers and how to handle the transaction is absolutely instrumental because the last thing I'm gonna talk about here is the biggest mistake everybody makes is they get emotional about the sales. Now, when you're getting emotional about a sale of a property or an offer, whether it's a low ball or you're getting you know, 50,000 over asking price and you feel like you underlisted it and want more, these are normal feelings. Everybody gets it. Something that happens to every single seller and every single buyer, me included, is if you purchase a property, you get what's called buyer's remorse, where you think, maybe I overpaid for that property. Or if you're a seller and you sell your house, quite often you think, maybe I could have got more for it, or I gave the thing away. There's a deal where we literally just doubled the dollar per square foot in an area, and you know I know that seller had a lot of love for that house, and we were shooting for the stars. We got an incredible price based off the comps as well, and they did so, so well, but that's a normal feeling that you get. Now, the tip that I'm gonna give you is remove yourself from that. You know, Pretend you're standing on the side of the river and your emotions are floating away, and look at the deal that's actually sitting in front of you. And if you're a seller, and we'll go back to that you know, scenario where you get a low ball offer, that's a real buyer that wants to purchase your property. They came up with that number out of somewhere. You know, If it's not the number you like, well, maybe you should get an explanation of where they came up with that number, how they're reading the comps, are they coming at you by themselves and maybe they're just making up a number. Did their agent come to that number because he thinks that's what it's gonna appraise at? 
All of these are very important factors to take into account and don't ever just turn away an offer. You know, agents out there and sellers always sign it back. I will never let a deal die in my hands. We pride ourselves on being able to do CPR to dead deals better than anybody else in the industry because at the end of the day, you can go back and look at an offer and say, you know what, at that time, that was an incredible offer. I was just a little bit blinded because of the news and you know, Uncle Jimmy was in my ear telling me about how I could get more and I was giving it away even though Uncle Jimmy hasn't sold the property in like 30 years. You really, really need to look at just your business decision when it comes to buying and selling real estate. Now, I'll wrap up this video with an understanding that this, you know, if you're selling residential real estate primarily, it's your home, right? And you should be working with somebody who respects that and is as tied emotionally to that transaction as you are. One of the biggest mistakes I think real estate agents make is they treat other people's money like it's theirs. They're very flippant with, you know, counter at this, do this, do that, you know, almost as if they own the property and, you know, they can get desensitized to the industry because they deal with that, you know, every single day. And if you're a large volume transaction agent, you have to pull yourself back and then put yourself in the seat right next to the person that you're working with. We do that on all of our files, whether it's a commercial deal where we're looking at the growth of the company over the next 10 years, building an investment portfolio, building somebody's dream home. Um, there's a couple I'm working with right now. They actually live right over there um, and they're building a spectacular property right over there. And I've been working with them for like eight months on it. I'm excited to see their designs. I think you know who you are um, and go through kind of where their, where their passions are, what they see the house being, being planned or making the most sense. I'm excited to go through the plans with them and see their vision and really maximize the value on my side and come in and say, yeah, okay, you can spend 90 grand on that feature, but FYI, the market's not gonna pay for that or give suggestions on better ways to accomplish the same things at a lower price and work with the builder to give them that product that's really just a showpiece. But I mean, think that speaks to the process and the value of an agent over and beyond. We just put a sign up, just wait, sign the offer and it's an easy job. It's definitely not and if you are an agent and you're out there in the field, you should be respecting the craft, making sure that you're organized, have a system and process. If you're a seller, take a whole bunch of notes about what we've talked about in the last couple of videos, have a system and a process, and you can get a repeatable result if you do it the same way every single time. But that's where the industry really, really differs is there's no standard of care. Everybody does things completely differently. Even in brokerages, you can have a brokerage with 200 agents in it. And if you start looking at those 200 agents business, quite often they're selling a very, very different amount of real estate. And not only that, they're conducting themselves completely differently. We try to standardize everything as much as we can at Prime and we still have to adapt and kind of change per agent because what we do here is really put our agents on the platform so that we can showcase how amazing they are, give them systems and processes to make their lives easy, but we're not all the same. So take that to, into account. Hopefully this has really helped you from you know beginning of preparing your house for sale, getting to that last stage of using, accepted an offer. I could probably talk for hours about each one of these topics individually. There's a lot that goes into each one, but again, this is just for the main high level purposes of the main things you need to look at in a sale. If you ever need advice, let me know. I'm happy to give it back to you. If you do something in the comments, or sorry, if you ping me in the comments, or send me a message with a topic you want covered, I will do it for you for free. The only thing we ask is that you subscribe, share this to as many people as you can. We really wanna provide as much value to the community as ever, and let us know what you thought of the series. Take care.